Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on. Good morning, everybody. Can we give Jesus a little praise in here? Come on. Let's give him a little, a little praise in the house. We love you, Lord. He is good. He is here. Uh, we are a talkback church, so you can shout at me during the sermon. You can talk to me. Uh, anybody ever been on a phone call and it just goes dead on the other line? You're like, hello, are you there? Are you there? As we're not a church like that, so y'all going to help me out. We're going to preach together, and uh, God's going to change lives today. He's already doing that. Listen, four people gave their life to Christ first service. Four people in the room. And then I don't know about online, but man, every week people are saying yes to Jesus and saying yes to eternity and yes to God and yes to his grace and yes to his power and yes to his pardon and yes to serving him. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for, for the move of God that's happening here. I was praying this morning, just so thankful for what God's doing in my life, in your life. I pray he's doing some amazing things in your life. After last week, we're in a series called Situationship. Looking at different situations of relational, uh, you know, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe bad, sometimes in between, and we're wanting to see marriages get stronger, lives get stronger, relationships get stronger. If if you're single, if you're married, if you're single again, if you're married again, this is for you. It's for everybody. And so, how many of you did the assignment last week? A couple people. All right, let me go get my notes from last week. Uh, I got home. The assignment was, maybe you're all, all first-time guests. Welcome to Transformation Church. Um, I did the assignment last week. It was, it was talk to your spouse or your, your partner and say, you know, hey, you know, where are my blind spots in serving or, or how can I serve you better in this season or where are my blind spots of selfishness in this season and how can I be less selfish? So hopefully everybody did that. If not, you can do that today because uh, you, you should have had an amazing week of marriage if you were doing that, if you're actually putting that in to, to practice. My wife looked at me, uh, I think it was Sunday night after I preached that. She's like, you going to do the assignment? <laughs> Listen, yeah, I've I got to preach all this stuff, so I, you guys got to pray for me. I'm preaching. i got to live it. Like it, My wife's like, you said that yesterday. I'm like, you're right, baby. I did say that. And so uh, my 23-year, our 23-year anniversary was yesterday. Come on, I had 23 years of marriage. Yep. So... I have a little bit of experience in, uh, in all of these relational talks and um, uh, through all of it, ups and downs, good and bad. My wife and I, we, we, we never pretend like we've had a perfect marriage or everything's been great. We've had to work at it. No one wins the marriage lottery. Come on, you don't, you don't just win the marriage lottery. How did they get a good one? No, it's like you have to work at it and cry and sweat and pray and forgive and heal and get counselors and get wisdom and have pastors in your life and have connect group leaders and have church. And it's just a lot of things that go into the work of a healthy marriage. And so we're we're going to look at um, relationships today. We're going to look at dating and, and um, how, to, how to date and how to, how to build relationships. And then also, a lot of it will deal with if you're single in here or you're dating, this is going to be heavy for you. It's going to be a lot towards you as well. But married couples, maybe some of you will find yourself in how you built your relationship. And, and now you're going, you know, we need to redo some things or we need some things to be healed. And so all of this applies to everybody. We all want the perfect marriage, right? We all want a healthy marriage. We all want to build a life single so that we have a healthy marriage one day. Um, um, probably everybody in this room has seen some aspect of divorce. It's very painful. Um, my family and, and my mother and father have been married seven times between the two of them. And so it's a miracle that I have 23 years of marriage under my belt and what God's done for me. I'm just so thankful and grateful. Um, 
And, and I would just say God can also heal. If there's pain or brokenness, God can heal that. Like there's no damaged goods. There's nobody that's beyond his reach, beyond his touch. And so I want to encourage you with that today. Last week, we looked at marriage being built on the foundation of sacrifice and serving. It's not, it's not some kind of thing that you make a list. Single people, you don't make a list and then go, I want them to be all of these things. Check, 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 check. And then say, I do. And you go to working on them to become all those things. That's, that's not a good recipe uh, for a relationship. And so what it is, it's a picture of us serving each other, of us really giving our life to lay our lives down and, and serve and sacrifice. And so um, I'm going to be in the book of Genesis again today, Genesis chapter two, really God gives us a model of, for marriage. We were there last week. We looked at Adam uh, having a rib removed and building a relationship on sacrifice like that. Um, and so this week I'm going to be in the same passage and we're going to really look at the ingredients in the model uh, to build a healthy marriage on Look at somebody real quick, uh, somebody sit next to you, uh, you can pick whoever you want, and then and give them your best relationship advice you've got, and then high five them. Come on, your best, give them your best relationship, a little piece of advice, your best, real quick, and then high five them. I got to hear some high fives, got to hear the best relational advice that you've got. Sounds like we got a lot of good advice in the room. Somebody told me one time, it's better to be happy than right. It's good advice. Now, look at the person again, maybe that you gave advice to, and say this. You need some Bible. <laughs> you need some Bible. You need some Bible. Genesis chapter 2, 15 to 25. God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground, called a job, J-O-B, J-O-B, to work the ground. How many of you have been in a relationship where they didn't have a job? Don't raise your hand. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't, don't look. To, to work the ground and to keep it in order. To work the ground and to keep it in order. This is in the message translation. To work the ground. Everybody say, and to keep it in order. And to keep it in order, God commanded the man, you can eat from any tree in the garden except from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat from it. The moment you eat from that tree, you're dead. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion. So God formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each of the living creatures, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the animals. But he did not find a suitable companion, no one to relate to, no, nobody to do life with, no relationship. God put the man into a deep sleep. As he slept, he removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. Then God used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and presented it to the man. The man said, finally, bone of my bone, something that looks like me, someone I can relate to. Finally, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, name her woman, for she had, was made for man. Therefore, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. They became one flesh. The two of them, the man and his wife, were naked, but they felt no shame. But they felt no shame. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it never changes, but it always changes us. We pray that we would not try to change your word. We would live according to your word. We would pattern our life after your word, and we believe that it would do what it's meant to do in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so there's this picture of marriage in the garden, Genesis chapter two, the very first picture we get of marriage, the very first idea of God doing matrimony, of putting people together, what it looked like in God's eyes. It's a model. It's a, it's a picture for us of what God 
would have. It's an amazing story. So God creates Adam. Uh, Adam's in the garden walking with God in the cool of the day. Uh, God gives him a job. Adam gets a job. It's important. Come on, seriously, for relationships, it's good to have a job. Adam gives him a job, and he has responsibility, and he's working the ground, and he's tilling the ground and naming the animals. He's got authority. Whatever he called them, that's what they were named. So there's this authority. And so then God says, okay, you got all this work the ground. And then he says, hey, I command you, don't eat from that tree. So, so he puts him in this self-sustaining ecosystem of blessing and then gives him boundaries. Because, because you can't have, because blessing without boundaries is death. God says, if you eat that tree, you're going to die. If you don't have healthy relationships, if you, if you don't have that, you're going to die. So here's some boundaries. So he says, I want to put some boundaries around your life, Adam, because you have blessing. You're in a garden of blessing, but you have to have boundaries. And so he gives him these boundaries. He says, okay, now I want you to continue to work the ground. Adam's working and the ground is fruitful, but, but it says Adam was found no one to be a companion. Do you know that you can be fruitful and unfulfilled at the same time? You can pour yourself into your career, pour yourself into work, pour yourself into missions, and pour yourself into church work, pour yourself into, you can be fruitful and not fulfilled. Many times we find ourselves there in relationships where, where some things are fruitful in our job or in our career or certain areas, but things are a wreck relationally. Come on, anybody ever been there? I know I have in times in my life. And so, so Adam's like, man, I don't have any good relationships. I need some relationships. So God says, I'm going to take bone. And he removes this bone from his side, the rib, and God founds marriage, the foundation of is on sacrifice, a sacrificial piece taken from the man. Come on, men, your job is to sacrifice and serve your wife and to serve your, your, your partner and to build a relationship as you serve the person that you're going to be married to one day and build it on sacrifice. So he, he, he closes up the place, gives him this sacrificial bride that they, they have this life together. Ephesians 5, we talked about it last week. Come on, men, laying your life down for your bride. Ladies, submitting unto your husband. Like submission means coming under the mission. But, but men, like, like literally like dying for your bride. Let me just put it, make it like practical. I mean, she gets to drive the good car. Amen. That means you might have to lay down some hobbies and some hunting and some fishing and some golf. Mine is golf. That's my thing. So, so I told you before, I'm real honest, like some of the biggest fights in my marriage have been around golf. Because I didn't sacrifice and lay golf down. How stupid is that? Like, I look back on it now. Like, we were in, now I play golf now because my wife and I are in a healthy place and I ask her permission. Can I play today? <laughs> Smart right there. And, and, and there's this sacrifice. And so now, so they, they begin to relate to each other, bone of bone, a, a comparable, a compatible uh, relational uh, life. And then it says to the man, and you shall leave your mother and father. You shall leave your mother and father. And the man, it says, and the man shall leave his mother and father. The man, that speaks to maturity, not a boy, not, not, not just playing video games your whole life, not just, not just you know, worrying about just you know, the games your whole life, like not just a boy, like a man. We're talking about maturity things. A man shall leave his father and mother. And the two shall become one flesh. The man and woman shall become one flesh. Heterosexual. Man and woman shall become one flesh. And so we see this picture. So now we see maturity in Adam. And now maturity leads to monogamy. Maturity and monogamy. And so we have all of that taking place. And then it says they shall become one flesh. And the two of them were, were naked and unashamed. And there's this whole list of things. As God's laying out this relational picture. And the last thing it says, they were naked and unashamed. God says, I'm going to give you this land. I want you to work it. I want you to keep it in order. And then the last thing, they were naked and unashamed. Let me just give you a, a surprise here. There's going to be a little bit of sex ed today. Is that okay? This will be a PG-13 uh, message. There were some nine-year-olds in the first service, which they probably hear everything, but you brought your kids in here, so it's your fault. 
Don't, 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 don't email me. We got kids ministry and all kinds of stuff out there. You're like, you said something there, nine. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Some people are taking their kids out right now. It's smart, smart, smart. <laughs> Come on, Roy. Roy, you know me. You know me, Roy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> He's had that warning before. He finally, finally heard it. Let me just say this. Uh, they were naked and unashamed. Naked things. That's Southern. Naked. Naked things. <laughs> naked, naked things lead to sexual things. N- naked things lead to sexual things. And so the order of this is, is this model that we get all these different ingredients. We get this garden, we get relationships, we get compatibility, we get work, we get jobs, we get maturity, we get monogamy, we get all this stuff, and, and, and we get all the ingredients which are amazing to build a marriage. But, but the reality is, why does God not speak to all that? God doesn't say, hey, here's the sex talk. God doesn't say, hey, here's what you need to work with when it comes to relationships. Here, he didn't give all that. He just said, keep it all in order. Here's all the ingredients but keep them in order. Why does God do that? Here's the biggest reason. The outcome, the order of your life determines the outcome of your life. However you order these things, however you begin to put this stuff in order actually determines the outcome of my life. You can have all the best ingredients. I can have all the best ingredients, but if you don't go by the recipe, if you don't go in order, if you don't follow the instructions, it's not going to taste right. It's not going to turn out right. And so often in life with relationships, we end up building things and seeing the things. And what we do is we think like a cookbook where, where you know, we just open it up and we're like, man, that looks good. Come on. Uh, these are, I can't even say that word. There's a crispy wraps right there. Come on. Anybody look, that looks good, doesn't it? A crispy wrap. Anybody want that? I don't know. It doesn't look that great. That's like some pita bread. I don't want that. Pita and vegetables. But you know, uh, that's okay. Uh, let me find something. Come on. Where, where's something that's good? Uh, build your own pizza. Build your own grilled cheese sandwich. That's not bad. That looks pretty good, doesn't it? Build that, man. There's a lot. Of, I'm going to just rip that out. Yeah, that looks great. Like, I'm going to have that. I don't, I don't really need to worry about the words and the, the order and the recipe and what the... T- what Hello, hello, hello. Check, 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 check. Who actually makes recipes? And when they make the recipe, they look at it and they, and they, and they just put in what they want to put in and try to go by the seat of their pants. Come on. That's what I do. Oftentimes if, Hey, can y'all get this? Can you get this work in this? I'm going to need this pack. Um, I, I think sometimes we, we have this beautiful picture of marriage and this beautiful picture of what we want it to be. Uh, but we don't here. Hold on one second. Hey, can you come grab this? Cause I'm going to need this to work. Um, we get this beautiful picture of all of uh, marriage and happily ever after. You can't, don't pull it off. It's on my ear. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't break it either. <laughs> Here, do you know how to get this? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all for a little grace today. I don't usually preach from these. You got it? Does anybody know how to get this off? <laughs> Praise God. We're going to preach from the handheld today. Here. 
Help me, dude. There we go. All right. I might have to have somebody help me do this sermon today. So uh, bear with me. Come on. I just, uh, I, I guess I'm back to my hell. Everybody made fun of me in that earpiece so often. The Lord was like, I'm not going to make fun of you anymore today. Uh, how can I, I felt, I felt like Britney Spears with that thing on my head. Um, so often we, uh, we have this picture of marriage this happily ever after what we want it to look like. This is going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing, but we don't follow the steps. And then we wonder why we're jealous and why things are broken. Why Check, check, check. And while we're checking each other's phone, man, the devil does not want y'all to hear this message today. He, and the Lord wants me to keep my clothes on. <laughs> uh, and so, so things get broke because we don't follow the, the recipe. We don't follow the order of it. We just think we want this beautiful picture. And so we see God going all in on going, I want you to have all this, but I want you to have this picture of it. I want you to have this order of it. I want it to go in the right order. Here's why. You have a beautiful vision of marriage, but vision without order equals di division. So you can have a beautiful picture of what you want in a relationship, but if you don't put order on it, then all of a sudden now there's division and you're in pain and you're hurt and things are broken and it doesn't taste right. Hear me, God can fix this stuff. If you'll actually give it to him today and say, you know what, God, I want this your way. God can do it. And we meet each other. This is how most relationships start. Come on. And I have, I've been married for 23 years, so I haven't been out looking for any relationships in a long time. And, and, and I know when I used to, I was a guy, so I didn't know what to say anyway. Come on, somebody. Come on, us guys, we're like, you don't know what to say. And you see this girl, you're out at the Christian club. <laughs> you know, you think you look all good and you see this girl and you make eye contact. She sees you, you see her and you just kind of like, you know, you just don't, you just lean up on something like, you don't have any words. Just like, what's up girl? What's up? What's up? What's up? She sees you. You don't know, you're like, you just. I like your shirt. You smell good. Your eyebrows are nice. You know, what do you say? You know, and if you didn't totally blow it and she decides to talk to you and you begin to talk, she talks to you, you talk to her and then you start making a little, you know, can I get your number? And then, you know, all of a sudden you just a little wink, wink, little, little, little wink, wink, little, little slide into the DMs, little slide, slide, little talk, you know, and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, and and something starts building and you're like, okay, so this is going somewhere. I'm going to get her favorite tickets to the best concert that she would ever want to go to. And I'm going to get them usher tickets during the <laughs> Super Bowl. And I don't know what your favorite, you know, band is. Come on, get the, get them, uh, usher. I don't know. Anybody like usher? I don't know how that's going to be. How a bunch of people like him, you know, my, my, my era was boys to men. You know what I'm saying? I was a boys to men. Can, can I just say something? Just let me just put this out there. There are some song sets that single Christian people shouldn't listen to together. <laughs> Usher's probably one of them. Can I just say that to you? Like, there's some concerts y'all shouldn't probably go to together until you're married. Come on, because there's, there's music for making memories and there's music for making babies. <laughs> there's two types of music. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and, so, and so you guys, <laughs> uh, welcome to church. Um, 
just going to be honest. And so you, you get the favorite tickets, you go to the concert, you start singing all the lyrics together. You know all the songs because you've learned them before. You're like, and you got the vibe going and you've left the concert and you've sang together and you've laughed. And it's like, and you go to drive to take her home and y'all been talking and, and you're like, can I just, you know, just get a little kiss on the cheek in the car? And so you get a little, you get a little, you get a little kiss on the cheek. You just get that, you know, man, it's a good little kiss right there on the cheek and just, uh, you, you know, you mind if I, you mind if I walk you to the door for safety's sake? Safety, safety's sake. You walk her up to the house, you know, you're like, that was a good kiss on the cheek. Maybe get a little, can we just move to the lips a little bit? And we just move to the lips a little bit and just start, mm, that's a good kiss, girl, right there. I, dang, you've done that before. <laughs> and then uh, you're like, hey, you know what? I don't have to, uh, I don't have to be anywhere tomorrow because you ain't got a job. <laughs> And uh, why don't we just Netflix and chill a little bit? And you just begin to, you go in and you stay the night and you begin to have sex and it's amazing. And man, I can't imagine this. No one gets me like that. She's amazing. I can't keep my hands off of her. And man, he just, he's amazing. And we just have so much chemistry and so much attraction. And man, this thing is on fire. <laughs> and you start building the whole foundation of this relationship that's addictive on sexual passion and you call it chemistry and you begin to lay this foundation and it is addictive and now you've feeling like you know each other and you're talking on the phone every day and six hours a day and you move from sexual really quickly, just go right from sexual into, into emotional. You go right from sexual into emotional. And so you've got uh, these emotional needs. And so you say, you know, I, I just begin to uh, share all my, my dreams and my, my passions and my future. And I've got all these things that I want him and her to know about. And you start sharing that stuff and, and you start sharing things that you might not share. You're like, man, he just understands me. He just gets me. And I just, I just feel so safe. Just feel safe. And, and what feels like chemistry is not really, is not chemistry, it's just new. It feels good because it's so new. I just feel like I know him and I just feel like I know her and no one else gets me like that. And man, I just can't, she's so hot. And man, I mean, just, and you've slept together eight times and you've known each other 22 days and you're like, no one gets me like them. 22 days, but you know, you've spent, you know, six hours on the phone per day and you're in that emotional season. You've gone from sexual right to deep emotion. You're like, uh, we're talking for hours and like, you know, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. And then you go from, from, from this emotional, like I'm going to share my, my hopes, my dreams, my wants. And then you actually go from there to really quickly go to interpersonal and you begin to overshare and interpersonal is this picture of where you all have different things and we all have different things. Interpersonal where we had pains and letdowns and abuses and hurts and, 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 and mess ups and drama and trauma. And, and you begin to, to begin to, you know, just kind of squeeze the concentrate of your life out and, and you, and you trust them because you feel so safe. And so you squeeze that stuff out and you begin to overshare way too early and as you share, you begin to just, you give them the secrets of your life because like, they know me and they're just they, they're so safe with them. And then, and then go, you go from there, you're like, man, I got to test this. I got I to be authentic. So we might as well. So, you know, we got to be authentic. I want to know if they really love me, if they really know me, if they're really going to like me without makeup and all that. So, so you begin to go even more interpersonal and then, and then you're going to move in together. Now, and now you have all the benefits of marriage without the long-term commitment. 
Now, now you're under the covers, but aren't covered by God. And, and so, and so now you begin to get scared because you start to realize they ain't all you thought they were. And you're in, in this relationship and now jealousy, fear kicks in. Like, are they going to leave me? We live together. I don't, I don't, I can't have them go. Like I've given my whole soul out. I've, I've known them for three months. Some of y'all's relationships started like this and are, are like this. And so now, and so now we're, we're going to build this thing, but, but I, I just, I'm fearful. So I'm scared. It's a mess. Like, look at this. It's like my dreams, my hopes, my, the, the sex is great. Like, but we, we live together. Like they don't brush their teeth before bed. <laughs> oh, like they're, I mean, you're terrible with money. Like you're terrible with, with like your anger. Like, man, I can't believe I didn't know you were that messy. Like, we got to get some help. We need some help in this thing. I got to get help. So then you begin to call your friends. You didn't call anybody like into this thing. You've been together for like six months now. You're like, we need help. We need some, we need to cool this thing off. We got to get some friends. We got to get some pastors. We got to get some counselors. You know, we need some people in our, we need somebody to tell this man, tell her, tell them <laughs> what's up. Cool this thing off, and you put some you put some friends, and you get social, and you put some friends on it, and and your friends say say something to you like, "We told you <laughs> six months ago." Here's the thing: when you bring God's people in early, you get wisdom. When you bring God's people in late, you get warnings. And, and, and we need wisdom. You need wisdom. And so now those friends and those counselors, those people say, oh yeah, yeah, you need to go get some counseling. You need, you need to get to church. You need God. You need God. You need the word of God. You need church. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to go spiritual. And you, and you get, you get church and you come and you put church on top of this thing. And you're like, okay, I, I need God in my life. I need the word of God in my life. And I need God to, to bless this. And I need God's you know, spirit to pour out on this. And man, if we could just get, and it's not working. And you come to church and you feel ashamed and you feel, feel guilty and you're like, why doesn't this work? And what's going on in my life? And I, I just have such a mess. And then you get angry at God. You're like, God, why did you do this to my life? And my life is a mess and church doesn't work. And, that, and then we've built and created this thing in our life. And I don't have to show you all this picture because many of you know exactly what this looks like. And the jealousy and the pain and the taste of what a marriage could have been or should have been. And now... We're facing this hurt and this chaos. And it's all because, it's all because this, if you don't take anything away from today, except this, God's favor and blessing is not on the ingredients. It's on the order. It's on the order. It's on the order. And there's no, there's no, there's no, Listen, this is for all of us, married or not married, single or single again, or married again, whatever it is, listen to me. All, all I'm asking you to do today is, is to, let's reverse the order. Let's don't start with sex. It's not that way in Genesis chapter two. That's the last thing. That's the last thing that happens in the relationship. Let's, don't, let's reorder the layers of our attraction. How do we do that? Here, here's, here's the word. Here's how we do it. Repentance. Repentance. And so... Many of you have so many different definitions firing off in your mind right now when you hear repentance. If you grew up Pentecostal, it's like you're screaming at this altar until like eight days later, like, ah, put pants on. You know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I don't know what repentance looks like for you, but I just want to say this. It's not screaming and crying until you feel better. 
It is not crying until you feel better. It's not, it's not repentance. Repentance is this. It simply means rearrange and change the order. It just means put things back in order. And so there's no guilt. There's no shame today. If you find yourself in a picture of chaos that maybe you've created or someone created in your life, it, there's no shame. God can reorder things. What's amazing is all the ingredients are right here. And so if we say, you know what, I'm going to reorder in my own life. I'm doing some things of reordering in my own marriage, in my own life. I'm actually going to say, you know what, I'm going to start with spiritual. We're going to start with you, God. We're going to start with the covenant of God and covenant with each other. And we're going to start in a godly way. It's a cup. It's safety. It's boundaries. It's strong. It's sturdy. It lasts. It can contain some stuff. It can hold some stuff. I'm going to put this God and we're going to start with covenant. We're not going to get under the covers without being covered because you can, this can hold blessing and it's open at the top. So God can actually pour into it everything that needs to be poured into it. And now you don't have to be filled from some outside source. So she completes me. Well, he just gets me. No, no, no. I'm going to be filled from the inside out by God. He begins to put things into my life. I'm going to put things in order in my finances with my marriage, in my relationship, in my prayer, in the word of God, coming to church, being a part. I'm going to get order. Do you know that there's a study that says that if you pray with your spouse, doesn't matter how long you pray with your spouse. If you just pray 10 minutes a day with your spouse, you're 10,000 times less likely to get divorced. 10,000 times just praying with your spouse daily. Here's why. Because God's blessing isn't on the amount of the ingredients. It's on the order. And if you just decide, I'm going to be a man of prayer, a woman of prayer, and we're going to pray with each other. And I'm going to build that. And then what do you go from there? You go from spiritual, you go, you know what? And we're going to go to social now. We're going to get some people in our life. We're going to allow godly people to set the tone and the temperature of our relationship. We're not going to let culture set it. We're not going to let our, 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 the model we've seen set it. We're not going to let past boyfriends or girlfriends set it. We're going to get people in our life early, and we're going to build a relational social network inside of our covenant with God that keeps us safe and secure and sets the temperature of our life. We're not going to let any Anything else set the temperature or tone of our marriage except God of the people. What does that look like? Very practical. Getting into a small group. We talk, we talk about every week, getting connected. We do all types of different groups here. Getting a small group of godly people around you that are part of the house of God that really can be a part of your life and help you when it comes to relationships and life and marriage. All of it. Like having people in your life, they begin to set the temperature of your life. And then you go from there, you're, you're dating, you're in a relationship, and you're going, you know what, okay, now we've got some people in our life, we've got some wisdom in our life, we can actually begin to share our dreams and our future and the, the different things that we want for our education and maybe how many kids we want. And I start to share my emotions and, and things from my soul, and I can get emotional and share these dreams in this life in a safe environment. And then now that I'm safe and I've got God's people around me and I've got some covenant with God, I can actually begin to share the concentrate of my life. I can begin to squeeze out some of the concentrate of my life, some of the baggage, some of the hurt, some of the abuses, some of the pain, some of the things that no one knows, the interpersonal things about my soul deep that no one knows that we all have. I can begin to actually share those with counselors and with pastors and with my, my fiance, with my, the people in my life. I can do it safely. I, I'm actually safe. And then, and then once that's happening, I can begin to lead to a place of marriage. And I can get married safely with a celebration around me. And, and after I'm married, come on, somebody. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. Red hot, sticky sweet. From my head to my feet. Pour some sugar on me. I mean, what? <laughs> And God 
God, would you just continue to pour out your blessing in your spirit? That's going to be a sweet life right there, baby. That's a, is it too sweet? I say not. <laughs> and now this can hold the good and the bad, the sour and the sweet. It can hold the ups and the downs. It can hold my emotions and my life. It can hold all of it. And look at this. It's the same exact ingredients. That's what's crazy. This is the same ingredients. This is chaos. This is something sometimes that we build. And this is actually the ingredients with God's order on it and God's blessing on it. Something worth coming home to, something refreshing, something that's going to refresh us in life. And so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking it, just all of us to, to be bold enough and courageous enough to reorder our life. Quit letting the world define how we do it. The world's way leads to chaos, to jealousy, to fear, to insecurity, to a faulty foundation. God's way leads to something that's worth it. And I, I say stuff, and I know some of y'all in your mind going, well, I can't, and I can't take that step, and I can't, we're getting married in 22 months, and, or, you know, and we got to wait for our family, and we got to do this, and we have to have everything right, and if I did that, or I feel guilty, forget all that. Forget all that. I don't even hear God wants in any of that. Just make a decision boldly and courageously to put God back in the first place. No judgment, no shame. I just want this for you. And, and not just now, because I promise you, the foundation you start with, you can get five years down. Everything could be feel good and great about this, but you can get five years down the road and be like, man, I don't know why we're dealing with this because of the foundation. And so if you're married in here, let me talk to you as well. This, if you, if you want this in your marriage, you need to reorder these things in your life and get the right things on your calendar. Put the spiritual on your calendar. Get the social on your calendar. Get godly people. Get into a connect group. Get connected to the house of God. More than just attending. Get, in, get into a relationship. Get on teams. That's social. Get people around your life. And then from there, now, listen, go emotional. Some of you don't have any space as married couples for emotion in your life. And what started out face to face and vows and promises, now you're shoulder to shoulder, paying bills, grinding through life, taking care of kids. And you're not, you've never carved out space to get face to face. You, you, you have to carve out space to get emotional and interpersonal if you want the sexual. Some of you guys want the sexual. You can't handle the sugar if you won't hold the squeeze. <laughs> so you need, you, need, you need to be able to deal emotionally. Come on, men, your wives need you to, need to be open up relationally and emotionally, interpersonally with them. And, 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 and ladies, you need to do the same with your husbands. And then that's a celebration sexually of all of the things that you've actually reordered in your life. Is that good, everybody? And I think, I think it'll heal you. I think it'll help. Let me pray for you today. Father, you told me to pray specifically for boldness and courage, for leadership and for people to take a step of boldness. So there's no shame. There's no guilt. I rebuke the, 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 the accuser, the enemy. He'd say, oh, you know, you messed up. It's too far, too much of a mess. Lord, we've all had messes. But Lord, at some point, we all made a decision to say, you know what? I want it God's way. I want a future that's refreshing. I want a marriage that lasts the test of time. I want something that tastes good. I want the blessings of God to overflow from the cup of my life. Uh, Lord, anywhere that there's chaos, I ask you to bring order today. I pray for boldness on men and women to not order their life according to the world's way, but do it according to your plan and your way. And Lord, I pray right now for anybody under the sound of my voice, maybe, maybe you haven't ever surrendered your life to Jesus. The very first order of your life is giving it to Jesus. 
And none of this can make sense. There's a mess and chaos everywhere without Jesus. So maybe you're under the sound of my voice today. I'm not talking about religion or rules or church. And you know, you need a fresh start with God. You've been setting your own order. You've been doing it your own way. You've been making your own mistakes like we all do. And you've been trying to carry that on your own. And God's here to tell you today that he paid for your life to lead it, to take care of your sins and your shame and your guilt and any chaos that you've ever created. He paid the price on a cross. 2,000 years ago. If you're watching online or you're in the room, I'm just here to tell you, you can have a fresh start with God today. You can, you can get some things reordered by putting Jesus as the leader and Lord of your life. Around here, we call it a fresh start. I want to pray for you. No one looking around, heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're watching online right now and you say, you know what? I've been doing it my own way. I've been leading my own life. I've been carrying my own mistakes. I've been carrying the guilt and shame. I've been trying to fix it all myself but you're ready to actually surrender to God, to the hands of Jesus. Say, I need a fresh start. Would you just type in fresh start right there online? And then if you're in this room and you say, you know what, pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I'm ready to actually surrender and let him order my life. I need God in my life. I believe he died for me and rose from the dead. I need him. I need his sacrifice. I want an eternal life with him. I need a fresh start today. Would you put your hand up high and bold to me today? I need a fresh start. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I need a fresh start, not church, not rules. I need Jesus. I need a fresh start today. God bless you. Come on, church. People are all around the room just saying, I need Jesus. That's the step. That's the first step of order right there. I need you, God. We all do. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. If you put your hand up, pray with me. If you didn't, put your heart up right now. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you died for all of my disorder. You died for all of my chaos. You died a shame, shameful death publicly on a tree. You were crucified, beaten, bruised, annihilated for my sins, mistakes, shame, and guilt. I repent. I turn away from that life. And I believe you're God. I believe you died on that cross. And I believe you didn't stop there. I believe you rose from the dead, proving to the world that you are God. And that you have the authority to forgive my sins and to set me free and to fill me with your power and your spirit so I can serve you the rest of my days. Lord, you're my Lord and you're my master. I will follow you. Be my leader, Jesus. I trust you with my life. Thank you for ordering everything about me until I see you face to face. I give you all the glory and praise and honor in Jesus' matchless name. Come on, let's give God a crazy shout of praise and hear for people all over the room saying yes. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.